It, it, it's time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Ganey. Bennett Ganey. Crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. This is Pat Smith from Three Man Front, and you're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin with Sports Illustrated's Dogs Daily. You're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Tara Talmadge with the Pig Trail Nation, and you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, always look for Crunch Time Plays. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hopping back into Crunch Time Plays today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much. And previewing the Texas A&M-Arkansas game today, going to get the Arkansas perspective from Jacob Davis from ArkansasFight.com. Just does a great job. And before we get him in here, very excited to welcome him. Got to give a shout-out to PrizePicks.com, our new partner for this season. Going to be giving out our picks for this week, our, our fantasy over-unders for college football later in the week. So looking forward to – to having everybody check those out so make sure you're following us on social media at plays crunch to to check those out for this week but they've got anything you want they got the nfl going on right now major league baseball going on right now so any fantasy over-unders you want to get it on make sure you head to prizepicks.com and make sure you use the code crunch time plays and you automatically get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars so that's prizepicks.com don't forget to use the code crunch time plays but very excited to welcome jacob davis from arkansas five jacob what's up brother Hey man, how much? You doing all right today? Yeah, yeah, doing all right. Just getting ready for just getting ready for another college football Saturday. Hey, the best time. South, the South's gonna South does it right, man, when it comes to football. <laughs> hey, there's no there's no doubt about that, especially uh the atmosphere in Fayetteville a couple weeks ago when when Texas rolled in. They got a little got a little taste of what life in the SEC is gonna be like. Yeah, and then they uh, you released the schedules uh, yesterday for the SEC next year. Alabama is going to roll the down. I feel I, I don't really feel bad for Texas because you know they're they're going to end up having to withdraw their their uh, their acceptance letter or something or shred it uh, eventually because I mean uh, whooping uh, whooping after uh, year after year before they join the SEC it doesn't do it. It's not uh, it's uh, it's definitely fun to see. I guarantee you that. Hey, there's no doubt about that, and you know you might be right. They might have, they might have to withdraw their their entrance here yeah, in a little absolutely. bit because if they if they keep taking the uh, the beatings from the SEC, it might not might not work out so well. Even though even though I think right. you know Sark give him a little bit of time. I think he'll I think he'll end oh, yeah. up doing okay. I agree. Yeah, he he'll be fine. It's just year one, and you know he 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 ended up going into into Fayetteville a couple weeks ago. I mean, when you're – it was unprecedented territory. Arkansas fans have not filled Razorback Stadium like that in such a long time. And it was just kind of a buzzsaw of things to come. Uh, nobody, nobody thought that was coming. I, I didn't expect it. I expect Arkansas to win. But I didn't think an absolute butt kicking was going to take place at all. No, I, I didn't either. And and I kind of – but I know we're, we're going to talk a lot about the game this week with, with Texas oh, yeah. A&M. But, but this is the first time I, I had you on. I did want to ask you about uh, Sam Pittman, first of all, before we kind of dive in to the game and just the culture fit that he is at Arkansas. I know the, the hire was – everybody kind of questioned the hire last year whenever it was made. I know every place tries to, to have a great culture. We hear about culture in college football all the time. It doesn't always – work with with guys that that aren't fits in certain places but but sam Pittman definitely 
is a fit for Arkansas. I mean, he pretty much is Arkansas at this point. He wouldn't be a great – I don't think he'd be a great fit anywhere else. It's, I know we have a, a lot of South Carolina listeners listening to this probably. It's what similar to what South Carolina is trying to do with Shane Beamer, trying to do the same thing that, that Sam Pittman is doing. But they have – they have an they have a mist- unmistaken identity on both sides of the football, and if you can keep the the coordinators intact with the Kendall Bryce and Barry Odom, just do a fantastic job. I really do think that Arkansas has a chance to to be a real force going forward under Sam Pittman, just based on the culture that he's already right. instilled. Yeah, look, you can't replicate the same thing as what Arkansas is doing. People outside of Arkansas don't know this. But Sam Pittman's dream job was to be at the University of Arkansas. I mean, they Hunter Yurchick exhausted a long list of names. And I think Sam Pittman was in there. And there was a couple of players that, that were the uh, former Razorback, not just offensive linemen, but guys that played the uh, for Arkansas previously that that wrote a letter to Sam Pittman – or uh, wrote a letter to Hunter Yurchick saying, you should hire Sam Pittman as the uh, next head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. We waited for the whole thing with Lane Kiffin to to uh, fall out, and and then a couple of days later, Sam Pittman and, and uh, they ended up hiring Sam Pittman. And then the thing is, Sam Pittman loved the University of Arkansas when he was there as the, as the offensive line coach. He grew up right over the border uh, in a small little town in Oklahoma, so he knows what the it, what what happens and what what it takes for uh, the University of Arkansas to be successful in football. And he's restoring that. He's restoring uh, uh, players having the heart of a Razorback. And he's basically making a culture of accountability, which Arkansas has lacked for very a very long time, maybe back to 2016 when he left to go to Georgia. That was really the last time Arkansas really uh, has been rolling. And Sam has done a great job, as you said, hiring, uh, hiring Kendall Browse and Barry Odom. That that has been two big pluses, and the, in my opinion, I think they're two of the best coordinators on each side of the ball in the country. Yeah, they they definitely are, and and the you know, like you said, it wouldn't wouldn't make sense for for Sam Pittman to be anywhere else other than other than Arkansas. He is a Razorback at heart, and he's certainly getting the players to to buy into that and play like that. So that's certainly oh, yeah. certainly something that you have to admire in, in him and what the, the culture that he's trying to instill. But but looking at this a Texas A&M game, starting off kind of the keys offensively for Arkansas. You know, f- for me, I think about, you know, just keep being who you are offensively when you're running the football, averaging – you're averaging 282 rushing yards per game so far with, with Ron Smith, Raheem Sanders, and – Dominic Johnson's carried the ball well when he's gotten his opportunities. But there are some questions about the offensive line going into this game with, with the center, Dalton Stromberg, and, and the right tackle, Dalton Wagner. Just what do you what do you have a feeling on as far as the who, the offensive line is is going to be able to play? And and do you have I know Sam Pittman has said that neither one of them has practiced uh, all week so far. So do you feel like they will play? And and who are the guys that, that are going to step up? Uh, this week along that offensive line if they're unable to go. Yeah, so as far as Richie Stromberg at center goes, he he's an irreplaceable piece on this offensive line. He's a guy that at, at center, you know how it is. Centers are almost always the smartest players on the field. They're the ones that call out uh, what the defenses are doing. They're, they're calling the blitzes. They're, they're calling out changes in formations, you know. And so 
that guy, he's he's the best offensive lineman uh, or offensive lineman on the team and the best center in the country uh, in some draft boards. Uh, you lose him and you lose your you lose your focus. Now there's Ty Clary who was playing at a at right guard. He's got center experience, so I'm not too afraid of what uh, of him being the backup. But it hurts having your best uh, weapon. Now if you go out to right tackle with Dalton Wagner, uh, Wagner has a guy named Tykees Crawford, which uh, was a uh, he went to the University of Charlotte uh, coming out of high school um, instead of going to the JUCO route. And uh, he was actually committed to Arkansas uh, back in the 2020 class. So he transfers back to Arkansas after he gets all his you know, uh, everything going, uh, every uh, all the all his whatever academic issues he had, he got them in order. And now he's uh, coming come back to Arkansas, and he's doing a really good job. And he's the backup right tackle. I don't. He's like I think six five, six six, three thirty, three forty, big time guy, uh, big four star uh, offensive lineman. So I don't I think, you know, there's there's plenty to worry about. Absolutely plenty to worry about on the offensive line for Arkansas, but you do have two quality options as backups. Definitely. And and you're always worried whenever the whenever the center like we know you're always worried whenever the center's not able to play, you're worried about how the communication's gonna be yeah. along the offensive line because a lot of times they're calling out the the protection, adjusting the protection. So you're always yeah. trying to worry or you're always worried. Whenever the center is out, you're always, especially against that defensive front that the Texas A&M has. I mean, Leal and those guys are, are suffocating on on that defensive side of the ball for them. So oh, yeah. you're always worried about uh, that communication whenever if uh, Stromberg's unable to play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Stromberg is a big piece, and he is what, uh, a lot of what we need offensively. He's a guy that you, he can block too. He will lay you on your butt. Uh, he's he's good. He's really good. Well, the, ne- the next thing I want to ask you is about the running game. Obviously, Arkansas has ran very well so far uh, in the three games that they played and obviously averaging 282 rushing yards a game. But but with this defensive line that the Texas A&M presents, do you, do you feel like K.J. Jefferson is going to ha- feel like he's going to have to to use his mobility a little bit more? He's going to have to run the ball a little bit more so A&M does have to defend that 11-on-11 versus – 11 on 10 and and has he's thrown, shown the ability to be able to make uh, some throws especially in that that Texas game so far so wh- how how would you evaluate what what KJ Jefferson needs to do uh, in this game to for Arkansas to have success on offense and and you can also use the seems like you could also use the kind of the the quick game and the the swing passing game to kind of kind of an extension of your run game especially when facing that dynamic defensive dynamic. line that A&M has as well yeah, sorry, my phone cut out there. Uh, I'll, I'll just answer what I uh, what I had there. Um, anyways, KJ, he's uh, he's got to extend the play with his legs. He averages about nearly about sixty yards a game uh, running the football. He's gonna have to step up uh, with that. Now, Arkansas's passing game they they did open it up a little bit last week, uh, and they looked really good. I was impressed with uh, what KJ was able to do with the deep ball, which he's almost extremely accurate with his deep balls. Uh, he's thrown two to Tyson Morris uh, early on this season, maybe three to Tyson Morris early on this season. Uh, Traylon Burks finally got going off a uh, off a swing pass uh, last Saturday with a 91-yard touchdown. And then uh, you had Warren Thompson, the big 6'4", 220-pound uh, kid out of Florida State that's a transferred in. Uh, he had a 60-yard uh, touchdown 
uh, on Saturday against Georgia Southern. So, yeah, they they are. I think they're figuring out what they need to do offensively. Which obviously, if you can run the ball seven yards a carry, you're gonna you're gonna carry it. And I think that's a, that's the thing that Arkansas hasn't had in the past that they do now is being able to to run the ball and uh, with a quarterback. And and I think that's what's gonna make them a little bit more successful. And that's gonna give uh, one of the be or be the biggest threat uh, for Arkansas to knock off Texas A&M for the first time since 2011. Yeah, you mentioned that the the losing streak that they have definitely definitely you would love to to be able to to oh, end yeah. that uh, on Saturday and and the I think the the other part of my question that that I don't think you probably heard was being able to you kind of mentioned it a little bit uh, in your answer with, about Trelon Burks catching that swing pass. It seems like the Arkansas is probably going to have to do a lot more of that offensively on Saturday, especially uh, when you know you're obviously concerned about how much you're going to be able to to run the football against Texas A&M between the tackles. You know, they're, they're third in the country in, in yards per play, giving up, only giving up a little bit over three yards per play. And and so if you can get that those swing passes out there, kind of an extension of the running game, I feel like it's going to help uh, Arkansas as well to be able to move the football like you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the swing pass was a really uh, – Kind of a key play last season. We saw it saw it a lot with Traylon. We saw it a lot with Debbie Warren before he went down. Both of those guys are back, and so really, uh, I think uh, both teams are both teams are going to be highly competitive. And I don't expect Texas A and M to slack off any at all because they they know it's a rivalry game, and it's it's being played in their backyard. Uh, plus, you know, like you said, they're three yards. Uh, I think it's three yards a play. That probably might be bumped up a little bit because obviously they're planning to step up in competition from the Colorados, the Northern Colorados, the the New Mexicos, you know. So I think I think Arkansas may be able to bump it up a little bit. We'll say five yards a game, uh, five yards of play. Because right now I think uh, KJ's KJ's passes are going about ten or fifteen yards almost per per pass, and then Arkansas's averaging I think on the year about six yards a carry. So I think we I think we might be able to meet him in the middle somewhere, uh, as far as uh, moving the ball offensively. Yeah, I believe so too. And and obviously facing a, a step up in competition uh, last for for this week for A and M against Arkansas, definitely got to imagine those those yards per play are going to go up a little bit. But but defensively for Arkansas, the kind of keys to the game, obviously A and M. They've had some had some transition with Haynes King getting hurt in that Colorado game. Zach Calzada comes in and and kind of wills them to a win against Colorado and 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 kind of you know you got to do what you got to do to win. And then obviously they were a little bit more impressive uh, last week against uh, Kent State offensively with especially with their downfield passing game with with Demas and those guys on the offensive side for Texas A and M. But but Arkansas is is third in the SEC in in and third down conversion percentage given up, only given up a little bit over 28% on third down. And you think about that, and that's really a, a great key for to be able to, to to kind of settle in defensively is, is getting off the field on third down, especially with, with what A&M wants to do offensively. Obviously, they want to run the football with, with Spiller and, and A-Chain to get those guys out and into the flat as well. But they also want to be able to stretch the field uh, vertically. So, you know, getting getting off the field 
on third down for me is a huge key for Arkansas. Just what are some of your your keys defensively, and maybe who are a couple of the the defensive players uh, that you're watching out for for Arkansas to really make an impact this week? Yep. Yeah, so uh, biggest key, the biggest key for me this week is Arkansas being able to stop the run game at Texas A&M. They've got Isaiah Spiller. They've got uh, a, really a gadget player in Anaya Smith. I've really, I really like him. He can play wide receiver, running back. He can do whatever the heck he wants. <laughs> He's just that talented. Uh, and then you have that Wattemeyer guy. Oh man, that tight end. He he tore us up last year. Uh, I remember him being wide open on multiple plays. But different year, you don't you you have your backup quarterback with uh, with Zach Calzada. Make him beat you throwing the ball. The guy's got a fifty percent pass completion percentage. Sell out. Make sure you stop the run and make him beat you. That's my biggest key. Uh, Arkansas defensively. Uh, if I'm going to pick a player that I think uh, defensively that Arkan uh, that the nation hasn't heard about is big number ninety nine, John Ridgeway. A lot of people saw him break out against uh, Texas a couple of weeks ago. This guy's a mammoth of a man, 6'6", 325, a clog up the middle, and uh, you have Isaiah Nichols uh, to the left side of him, uh, big number 93. He's uh, he's an Arkansas native. Uh, he's, a, he's a defensive tackle, number 93. Plays really sound football. And then the big thing, a uh, guy that we hear about bumper pool, you hear about Grant Morgan, another linebacker that you don't hear about much. Is Hayden Henry. The guy comes in out of nowhere and will whip your tail. He will knock the socks right off your feet. He hits so hard. He's a guy that if I'm Texas a and I'm watching where he is at all time and I'm running away from him. Now, I hope any nobody in, I hope nobody on the Texas A&M wise isn't listening to this because Hayden Henry is still ba- basically a big secret. He was the uh, uh, national player of the week a couple of weeks ago, uh, but but I think uh, he's a big he's a big weapon for Arkansas defensively. Uh, him and John Ridgeway, watch out for those guys. No doubt, and he's uh he play he play. I know they they play they play opposite uh, sides of the ball, but he reminds me a lot of of his brother Hunter Henry the way he played oh, yeah. tight end. He kind of he kind Hayden kind of reminds me of of that, even though they're on different sides of the football. Yeah, Hunter would run you over. He he had a mentality of, uh, you may be uh, right between me and the end zone, but I'm going to run your butt over every single time. He that, that's the way those Henry brothers are. They they just have a they're built different. Their uh, dad was a Razorback. Their grandfather was a Razorback. It's just a it's part of a Razorback thing. Like a like I mentioned to you earlier, it's uh, they just have the heart, man, and that that's what you love to see. And Hunt, uh, uh, Hayden. He was actually a former walk-on, so he was he was definitely not as uh, highly regarded as his brothers. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And so the so the final thing that that I've got for you now that we've kind of kind of broken down the game is of course uh, is your prediction. I know I don't know if we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna agree or not, but but I'll let you uh, let you go first. I know you got your your prediction in mind for the game, so so will you yeah. go ahead and uh and and give us that and and also. And also along with that, uh, how how imp- what, how much of importance do you think uh, special teams plays in this game? Because I know a lot of people want to talk about offense and defense, but to me, the the field position battle is really going to be critical in this game, as well as as being able to to convert, you know, converting in the red zone, being able to to score touchdowns instead of field goals when you have that opportunity. But Arkansas is is perfect in that department uh, this year with Cam Little. So how? 
how imp- what is the importance of of special teams in this game in your mind? And and you go ahead and throw out your prediction as well. Yeah, special teams is important, man. In Arkansas, I'm not afraid because y'all don't, they don't have a Christian uh, Kirk type of player that's going to burn you for a hundred yards when you're up by seven with two minutes to go. They uh, that's the that's the good thing. And Arkansas has a guy that can – he's a weapon uh, uh, on kickoffs. I can't – I'm, you know, missing his name right now. I can't remember uh, – uh, shoot. We'll just go back to that. But our kickoff man, he he's almost like 100% uh, on kickoffs go, uh, going to the end zone. And then you have Cam Little, who's uh, who's a really good kicker, a very, very good kicker. Uh, I think he's uh, five or six or six this season so far. And uh, he he's he can kick from anywhere on the field right now as a true freshman. And then uh, Arkansas, you know, they've had a few mistakes on special teams early on this season. But after that little gaffe uh, against Texas, where they had that little muffed punt at the uh, about the ten yard line, and they got lucky. For some reason, Arkansas's light has has turned on on special teams, and they have not made one single mistake since then. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be crucial that Arkansas uh, plays perfect on special teams to win this game, because it, obviously I think uh, uh, the the final score is going to be thirteen to ten. I'm picking Texas A&M until Arkansas proves to me that they can they can beat Texas A&M at, at Jerry's World or or College Station or Fayetteville, wherever the next the, wherever the games are going to be played. They have to prove to me that they can beat Texas A&M, and they haven't been for the best part of ten years. Yeah, that that that's true, and and obviously they're gonna they want to f- forget about uh, that the winning streak that A and M has, oh, and yeah. kind of create a a new one uh, from themselves. And and I know that a lot of people uh, they just think of the they think of the line. It's and you think about this game uh, historically, it's obviously been a, a really close matchup, even back when when Coach Morris was 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 coaching Arkansas, and they would always give A uh, and M uh, their best chance and. One thing that does uh, concern me about about Arkansas is the is the the penalties. I know they they kind of, they rank twelfth in the SEC uh, in penalty yardage, averaging eighty three yards a game uh, in penalty yardage. So if they can if they can get those things uh, cleaned up, I think they're gonna they're gonna have success. And I actually do, I actually do think that Arkansas is gonna win this football game. I mean just just thinking about the identity because. At the end of the day, for me, it kind of went back to, to identities. Arkansas knows who they are. They knows who know who they want to be offensively. And, and A&M, I'm not so sure that, that they know what they want to be on offense right now with, with Calzada at quarterback. So I actually do think that, that Arkansas wins this game. I know that's going to that's gonna make me a, a, a great person uh, in, in Arkansas oh, yeah. whoever, whenever uh, w- wins this. But I'm not just saying that for, for this. But I actually really do think that Arkansas wins this football game. Well, I love it. I love the predictions. Now, I wish I, I wish now I wish I could go back and change mine. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I did want to add before I let you go. I did want to ask you about about the penalties because that obviously that that goes into the uh, when you talking to the odds makers that kind of goes into the line a little bit uh, as well. It's kind of one of the factors uh, that they look at in, in their data set. But if but Arkansas on the on the penalties. It's been a lot of just sometimes a lot of self-inflicted wounds, but definitely feel like that they can get those cleaned up on Saturday, especially especially with how how hyped they're going to be for this game. Yeah, the uh, the penalties have to go down, and I think they had nine last Saturday. 
they they kind of cut it down against Texas, but they were pretty high against uh, Rice uh, two weeks ago. So, yeah, that's one thing that they need to make sure that they limit uh, as far as as far as trying to uh, if they're wanting to move the ball, they can't go backwards. And if they they've got to make sure they they limit the late hits, they limit the targeting penalties. Uh, got to make sure we play uh, or they play uh, really sound football on Saturday to beat Texas A&M. No doubt, and that's that's one of the the things that went into to my you know decision as well. I obviously think that Arkansas is going to win the think they're probably going to win the field position battle and be able to to be able to cut down on those penalties, which obviously hurts the the field position. But but you know I, I don't know maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So Arkansas fans don't don't you know don't don't think of me as a as a villain if if Arkansas loses this game. But uh but think 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 of everybody uh, as a hero if they do, if they do win it. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, man, Jacob, it's been awesome having you today. I've obviously enjoy uh, your work, been following you for a long time. So really appreciate uh, what you do. Really appreciate, appreciate it, you you taking time to, to come on with me today and, and talk about this game. So, But tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can find uh, your work at, at ArkansasFight.com as well. Yeah, you guys, y'all can, anytime you can follow me at uh, Jacob Scott Davis. Obviously, I put my whole name out there because, well, Jacob Davis is already taken. So, uh, anyways, you can uh, go to www.arkansasfight.com. Uh, you can find that. We're a part of the SB Nation affiliate. Uh, you can find all our work for basketball season's coming up. Uh, i got Dan Fair, who covers basically almost every sport. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Ben, who uh, covers basketball. He's he's a tremendous guy, a tremendous asset to the team, too. So, uh, yeah, you can find us at arkansasfight.com uh, any time, any day of the week. Uh, we've always got fresh content for you. And no doubt, man. And, and hope you stay safe and well, brother. And and we'll look forward yes, to looking forward to catching up with you again uh, in a few weeks. And and you know we're gonna have some more important games to talk about for Arkansas, oh, yeah. especially if they uh, you know if they win if they win this game on Saturday, there's gonna be uh, some more important games coming up down the road. So definitely gonna have to get you back on for oh, those yeah. as well. Definitely, definitely look forward <laughs> to it, bud. Yeah, no doubt. And thanks so much to Jacob for coming on today. And thank you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.